found the best place for quality Internet talk. Around the clock and around the world. TalkZone.com Now, TalkZone presents All Things Employment with Vicki Causa. All Things Employment with issues, answers, and information for today's job market. Here's your host, Vicki Causa. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this edition of All Things Employment. We're glad you're back. We wanted to talk today about uh, something that's come up many, many times in questions that I get through our website, through some email, and through the company, through Cause Associates. Our show today will center around the tough interview questions and how to go about answering them. You know, many times people will come to us for interview skills training, and they'll always talk about those curveball questions or the questions they never expected. And what do I do? How do I answer them? What should I say? What's right? What's wrong? So we, we're going to talk today about how to go about answering some of those questions. My guests today are two HR professionals who I'm very proud to say are also colleagues of mine here at Cause Associates. Carol Celeste, many of you from my listened to the show last week or downloaded our last show, was on last week and we discussed targeted selection and behavioral-based interviewing. And Pam Grushka, who many of you may recall was our very first guest on All Things Employment, is here as well. And I'm proud and happy to say that Pam is now a member of Cause Associates and brings her skill and knowledge of organizational, team, and individual development with her. Now, our mailbag is full of questions and concerns about that all-important interview from how to prepare, what to say, what to do during, what to do after. So on this segment, we're going to talk about the nuances of the interview questions What is the interviewer really looking for as a good answer? What's the meaning behind the question? Or is there a meaning at all? Are there any right or wrong answers? People interpret questions in different ways, and there's more than one way to craft good answers, and that's what we'll talk about today. We'll focus on some of the tough questions, or the questions that are usually really hard to answer. And you think to yourself, as you're answering the questions, am I saying the right thing? Have I said too much? Have I said too little? I don't know. We'll talk about it. So the topic we call on the show today, Inside the Interview. And what we're going to be doing today is introducing that. Now, in the coming weeks, we'll be preparing information that will help you in every aspect of the interview because that's the, that's the question or that is the, the main thing that people come to us and ask us about. The resume is one thing, fine, you know, getting ready to prepare for the interview is another, but what about that all-important interview? That's really what people are mostly concerned about because today in this job market, as most of you know, it's tough to even get to the interview stage. And when you finally do get there, that first impression is going to mean a lot, whether they call you back or not, whether they think you can do the job or not, and exactly what you bring to their organization. So we're going to try to get you as prepared for that as possible. So, again, today is called Inside the Interview. But in future shows and in future information we'll be preparing, we are going to, going to try to dissect that interview and make sure that everyone who's listening is comfortable to what it actually means and, and some of the nuances, as I say, or behind-the-scenes information about it. So the valuable information that we're talking about really won't be available in depth as we would like it to be here on the show. Rather, we're going to putting on putting we will be putting it on our website, allthingsemployment.com, and we're going to be put it on there, putting it on there in the form of a teleseminar. Now, if you're not familiar with a teleseminar, what that actually is is a, an aspect or a vehicle to deliver information to people in what they call real time. So you can go on the website, 
you can dial in, you can listen to the teleseminar, you can download it. We, there'll even will be times when we'll be doing it live so that you can answer questions, have questions answered and ask your own specific questions. So it's going to be pretty interactive to some degree. But for the most part, you're going to get the chance to really listen to it at your own pace and your own, at your own leisure. Now, the topics that we will have in the teleseminar will include things like a mock interview. Now, this will allow you to actually listen into an interview to see how to craft your own responses to similar tough questions. So when you're preparing for your interview or when you're getting ready the night before or even when you're going there, driving there that day, you can pop the CD into your car and listen to some of those questions. Rewind it to the questions that you're most concerned about. Listen to the way the interviewer and the interviewee interact with each other, how they answer the questions and ask the questions and frame the responses. And then what you'll be able to do is craft your own responses based on your own experiences. Now, we're certainly not suggesting that you should memorize what's being said or try to be verbatim with the answers because obviously everybody's situation is different, their skills are different, their experiences are different, and every job is different. So we wouldn't suggest you try to mimic what we're saying, but we're going to give you the tools to help you be prepared and to hear those questions over and over to be prepared on how to answer them. We'll also, in another segment of of the Inside the Interview, we will talk about information on how to negotiate for a better offer. Now, you've gone through the interview process. You've met everybody that you possibly can meet. You've spoken with people about what the package entails. Now we're going to talk about what are the components of that offer. How will you decide if the elements that make up the offer are those that really will work for you in the situation you're in? You know, it's easy to sit here and say you shouldn't accept a job just because of the money, and that's a true statement. And today in this market, you might think, I'll take anything I can get. But think about what you're committing to when you take an offer. So you need to be sure that the offer includes the elements that will make you most comfortable and will make you satisfied to be able to work and, and be productive as productive as you can. So we'll talk about that. You know, is any part of the package negotiable? If so, what? And if they are negotiable, how do you go about asking for more? So all of this information will be available, as I said before, to listen in online by downloading or, or listening or going to the website and listening to it live or downloading it into a uh, podcast or purchasing the CDs so that you can then take them with you and listen when you need to. So I encourage you to go to our website at any time, our www.allthingsemployment.com website, and sign up for advance notice of these informative seminars because we're in the process now of putting them all together, and we certainly don't want you to miss the opportunity to be part of, of this new exciting tool that we're going to be offering. So when you get a chance, go to the website, go to the information page. You can drop us a line, drop us an email there. We'll put you on our list, and as soon as the information is available, you'll be one of the first to know and you can get on there and listen into the mock interview or anything else that we'll have out there. So be sure to listen in or check the check the website frequently and listen into our future shows because I'll be giving you updates to how well the seminars are coming together and when you might be able to find the first one out there on the website. So hopefully that tool will be helpful to you. And today what we're going to do, we're going to start off by talking about some of the most Frequently asked questions are some of the questions that our mailbag tells us that people sort of get hung up on. So first, I'd like to welcome Carol and Pam to the show. You guys are there. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Terrific. Thank you for being available. I really appreciate it. Okay, so what I want to talk about first, and Carol and I talked a little bit last week about targeted selection 
and behavioral based questions. And we touched a little bit upon what each of those were and what they, what they might mean. And I've gotten some nice responses from folks who heard that show and wanted to know more about, okay, so tell us what is a behavioral based question. Can you give us examples? Can we talk about how I would go about answering those? So I think, you know, we, we, we chose five questions that as HR professionals, we know we either have asked in interviews or we've been asked as interviewees. So Carol and Pam and I will talk a little bit about these questions. And if anyone's out there listening and would like to call in, you certainly are more than welcome to do so. Our toll-free number is 888-463-6748 or 888-GO-FOR-IT. So if you'd like to call and pose your own question or comment on what we're talking about, please feel free to do so. But again, Pam and Carol and I talked about some of the questions that really trip people up. And one of the first ones we're going to talk about is, is a question that I'm sure many of you have heard or, you know, many of you have asked in interviews and just to kind of talk about the positioning of it and what it means. And the, the question goes something like this. Give me an example of being in a situation where things were not going well and you turned it around. But that's not the end of the question. Then it goes on to say, what did you do? Why did you do that? And what was the outcome? So, Carol, can you give us some insights into exactly what that question actually means and how it would be how somebody would go about answering it and what is the interviewer looking for there? Well, if the listeners can recall um, the discussion we had last week um, around using the STAR model, um, just a refresher is that, you know, tell me about the situation or the task at hand, um, what action did you take, and what were the results. So, the employer is looking for you to give an example of a situation where um, things were not going well and you recognized it and um, you were able to kind of take control of the situation, turn it around, and get the desired results. And so even if the question is posed to um, the candidate as, um, just give me an example of, thing, of a time when things didn't go well, um, the more strategic candidate can then follow up with, and this is what I did about it, and here was the outcome. Because again, to your point, I think employers are looking for candidates who will come to solve their problems, um, not obviously not create problems for them, and so they're looking for people who can demonstrate some initiative, can recognize a problem before it becomes um, you know, too big to tackle. Um, and they are not, then the employer is not the only one that's expected to call out those problems, but as a participant in um, the organization, it's the candidate's responsibility to take on um, the project, recognizing when things are starting to go off track and get it back on track and get to the, to the outcome that they're, they're looking for. So, so then one that, let me ask you this then too, what if, I'm the interviewee, and you've asked me this question. I can't keep track of all these things. Is it okay for me to say to you, can I answer it one piece at a time, or can you repeat it so that I can write down something that I'd like to remember? Is that something that, as Pam or or Carol, as interviewers at some point, would you see that as as acceptable? Absolutely. I think um, it's not uncommon for us to be asked, multiple questions within a question. And I think as an interviewee, you listen as intently as you can, but when I get one of those, I say, that's a great set of questions. I want to make sure I answer every aspect of it that that you're looking for 
Can you please repeat that? And I'm going to jot a few notes down because it is, as you're listening, um, they're all related. It's really asking you the way you presented it, Vicki, as a question to just dig deeper. To Carol's point, it, it's, it's literally an example of someone without knowing it asking for the whole quote-unquote star um, but it's hard when you're sitting there because, you, of course, as an interviewee, you're also starting to, you're listening, but you're also starting to formulate your answer. So I actually think that that shows good listening and, and thoughtfulness on the interviewee's part to make a comment like that, stop, take a note. I don't view that as a negative. Well, and I also think, to your point too, Pam, I think it gives you the time to think about your answer. Right. Even even if you say something like that's a great question or Gee, can you repeat that, you know, not that you would want them to repeat every question, but it sort of gives you the time in the back of your mind to think, how will I how am I going to answer this question? And one thing that and I know this is maybe a little off the topic a bit, but something that I would like to share as a tool that people might want to use if you get a question that you absolutely have no idea of how to answer or threw you off because you weren't thinking in the same terms as perhaps the interviewer was, a great tool that I've used, and Pam and Carol, you can jump in and tell me whether you agree or not, but a great tool that I've used and I've seen used is say something like, if somebody asks you that question, can you give me an example, blah, blah, you stop and think, you know, that's a great question. Would it be okay if we came back to that one? Because then it gives you the opportunity in the back of your mind to continue as the interview is going on to think about how am I going to answer that question? I don't really have a clear answer in my head. Let me get back to it. And I think, again, this is my opinion, I think it gives the interviewee time to collect their thoughts. And I think the interviewer would appreciate that as opposed to somebody answering a question rambling or, or just reaching for an answer that doesn't may not really make sense. You guys have any opinion on that? Oh, I definitely... Oh, go ahead, Carol. Sorry. I, I think that's a good idea, but I would also suggest that, you know, the questions that we're going to share with our listeners today are very common questions that are asked. And so at minimum, I think um, folks should come to the interview kind of prepared with that star response um, for some of the more common questions that are asked. Um, but I do agree, and I, I assume that Pam's going to jump in as well, to say, you know, it is okay to say, you know, let me give some thought to that and get back to you um, later in our discussion. Um, but the key would be to be sure and come back to it and not, um, you know, use that as just a uh, uh, distraction or yeah. uh, a way to put uh, it up not answer a, it. A couple of other comments or tactics. And, um, and and I agree with, with the two tactics that Vicki has mentioned here about saying, can you give me an example, or can we come back to that? There's two others I'd like to add. One is very simple, and I think we often forget this as interviewees. We don't need to fill every single second of airspace, and I think sometimes we think that we need to. It is okay to take a deep breath, to pause, to think about and collect your thoughts before answering any question and probably especially a, a tougher question that you're, you're not as sure about. As a matter of fact, interviewers have different styles and therefore styles of listening. Some people can't process the constant barrage 
when we're trying to fill every second, and that may be a turnoff. Likewise, there are people who prefer to have a little time themselves to process what's being said to them. So I think for us as an interviewee, a pause, a deep breath, a collection of thought may seem like five minutes. It's probably one minute and perfectly acceptable. The other tactic that I would recommend that you can use is you need to collect your thoughts. And Vicki is an outstanding public speaker, a graduate of Toastmasters. So, Vicki, you're going to know this one. If you have a beverage, take a pause at a moment to take a drink of water or coffee or whatever you have around you. That gives you a chance to also think about what you're going to say, collect your thoughts before you open your mouth, and it's a very natural action that won't be perceived in any way negatively. I think those are great tips, Pam, and I, I think touching upon even, you know, the whole idea of waiting a bit and not filling every minute of, of airspace, and I think that's a great point because I believe, and I've been, I've interviewed people who sometimes you just had to tell them to stop talking because they're trying to get so much in, and you really just kind of, as an interviewer, you lose a little bit of patience and you lose a little bit of that context of what they're saying. So I think it's an excellent point. Modulate what you say. Slow down. If you do have a beverage, take a sip to just give yourself some time to collect your thoughts and move on. I think those are great tips. So I think that's excellent. Thanks so much for that, guys. I appreciate that. Let's talk about another question here. Another one of these what we call behavioral-based questions. And, again, if you recall last week when we talked with Carol, she did did mention behavioral-based questions really are trying to get you to talk about how you acted in a certain situation, which will be an indicator of how you may act or react in, an in, in a situation in your new employer's um, company. So here's another one. Describe a time when you tackled a tough or unpopular assignment. Pam, what do you think they're asking for there? Well, I think what they're they're trying to get a sense of, and this is where... Uh, Carol's star method is really important, especially when, you know, you sense that a question is not just open-ended but is behavioral. What, they want to know what it is you do. So while they need some information about what the tough or unpopular assignment was for context, I would not recommend an interviewee spend a lot of time going into a lot of detail about that. Give them the salient points. What's more important is, okay, you've given them enough description of what was tough or unpopular about the assignment so that they can understand and have context. Then what did you do? Specifically, the actions that you took. They, they want to understand how you respond with action to situations. So, again, all the gory details on the politics or the situation or the mess of the project, um, less important, more important what you did. And as to Carol's point earlier, using that STAR framework for every one of your responses really sets you up as a much more strategic candidate. Because while this question says, Describe a time when you tackled a tough or unpopular assignment. You know, if we dissect that, the way the questions asked, it, it just asked for the, the time. It didn't ask for what you did, but that's really what they want. And further, be strategic.
strategic, go one step more, and in addition to focusing on what you did, decisions you made, what results did it have? How did it turn that assignment, that project, that situation around? Then you've taken the STAR framework and you've really provided a much more complete answer that, that lets them know what you do and what it gets them, which ultimately is what they are going to make decisions on hiring based on. I think that's excellent, Pam. And, Carol, we're going to get to your response in a second, but we're going to take a little break here. You're listening to All Things Employment on TalkZone.com. Come on back after the break. 